0: and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCready.
1: we got all kinds of
2: fun stuff going on today.
3: Welcome to another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by rain, total body fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That is Tyler Siski at the different sounding can, because it's a different can. It's a we'll different talk, can. Talk about it in a minute. we we'll are talk to you about rain, total body fuel. Uh, Jeff Trailer, the UTSA coach, was going to join us uh, here in a little bit. He's already uh, getting all set up there in uh, San Antonio, so we'll talk to him. About a number of things. got a lot of things that uh, we want to get his thoughts on. Uh, well, First, I want to tell you that we're brought to you by uh, Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. You may have noticed we're having a, uh, <laughs> 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 we we're having some, not, it's not even a technical issue. So I'll, I'll, I'll explain to the people that are watching in the stream, people who are listening to this, This no means idea. nothing to yeah. you. Uh, having some sort of an issue with one of our main shots we're not having that problem this morning, I've not changed anything, but suddenly we're having it today. So I'll fix it after this. But, um, anyway, so I had to go to a, a different, um, I had to go to a different thing that we would have gone to anyway when Jeff joined us. So we'd be there now anyway. So it, yeah, it, it, it's fine.
2: Um, I was kind of disappointed that what my guy, Zach Brown, uh, that I work with here at old Miss, he's at UTSA now, um. And he's a trip, so I'm kind of I'm going to mess with him and tell him I'm he's in a the, a staff meeting right now, so uh, he'll be joining as soon as he gets out of the staff meeting. So, All right, I, can I can
3: I go into this real quick? Yeah, real, real quick. Room? Let me tell you this: right. we're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check him out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. All right, so I'm
2: rocking. I found in my infinite uh, wisdom of going to Tupelo, Mississippi, this weekend for the. 7U Oxford Orioles baseball <laughs> tournament. I had, to, I had to make a, a side trip to, uh, to Kroger because my 7-year-old, I got voted biggest asshole um, in my car yeah. on Saturday. So my 7-year-old, after the first game, got sick. We had like a two-hour break. So I was going to go get some breakfast. He proceeds to just puke in the back of my truck. Ah. So I had to, we had to go to make a run to Kroger, get some paper towels and some stuff to clean it up. Well, while I was there... I have found the first, and they only had literally one can. One can. I would have brought you one. Yeah. The Rainstorm has found its way to Mississippi. I have not been to the Kroger since here in Oxford, so I don't know if it's in there or not. So I'm rocking the Peach Nectarine. So this is actually a smaller can. All right. We're looking at a 12-ounce can. Yeah. Um, Talked to Bob a little bit about it the other day. Um, It's got obviously less caffeine. It's got different things in it um, that makes it a different kind of drink, I guess. This is fan-freaking-tastic. This is peach nectarine. Yeah, and i And I'm a big nectarine guy. really like the taste. Yeah. It, it's home point.
3: That's good. That's good. Uh, I will <sighs> tell you that I was in Gulfport on, uh, on Saturday. Carson's team was supposed to play at four. The weather, the drive from Hattiesburg to Gulfport Saturday afternoon in the rain, the storm was – I'm not being hyperbolic here. I've never driven in weather that bad. Wow! Um, there were multiple times when I, I I literally could see nothing in front of me, and it was just, "What are we doing? This is so stupid." <laughs> and I kept telling Carson, "All Y'all, for soccer." I'm like, "Y'all aren't playing. Like, keep keep me updated because I kept waiting for him to go, yeah, hey dad, they just canceled it.'" And but anyway, they didn't. We got to we got to uh, Gulfport, found a Buffalo Wild Wings. I, uh, was a, I was able to watch some of the Grove Bowl. So oh, guys, congratulations I, I knew on I, that. I, I knew I'd have to talk about it. So I was able Did to get watch. some
2: big, big pointers out of the spring
3: game? So many. So many. <laughs> um, what a waste of time. I wrote about it in the 10 Weekend Thoughts. Um, anyway, <laughs> we, we went ahead and went to the uh, Gulf Sportsplex Ports, at like 3.30. Then the game got moved to 5.20. And so I'm like, just go hang out with your teammates. I'm going to go walk. Okay. Okay. So I went walking. It's a big sportsplex, as you might imagine. That's why they call it the sportsplex. And... uh, (laughs) Off the rails. Jeff has no idea what he's coming into today. And so I'm walking around, and uh, I end up just kind of... I get past all the soccer fields, and I'm like, I got an hour and a half here. Keep walking. And I walked, and I start hearing music. And I'm like, wait, I wonder if that couple trailers set up, and I keep going. (laughs) and i hear now batting number 26 that's what the text was madison and then and then she has like a one pitch at bat and i'm now like walking towards this i'm like i have to see this and i'm i'm the old man standing out in the center behind the center field fence i'm the creepy guy looking at all the girls but i'm really not and then it's you know she it was something weird. So she was leading off the inning, this Madison girl, who I'm sure is a lovely, <laughs> lovely girl. And they intentionally walk her like to lead off the inning? I'm like, what, what is she going to do? She must be good. What's, I mean, like, she must be awesome. Anyway, my attention span immediately goes to now batting number seven. Dude, and I, then it's just one pitch at bat. This this is insanity. But I couldn't I couldn't stop. You stopped laughing. I mean, I was I was I was laughing. I was crying. I texted you. Had tears coming down. my I was cleaning
2: up puke when you sent that. Literally, when you sent that, I was cleaning up puke. And so I I was trying to process. I was like, after I got the text, I'm like, where did he hear that? And it took me a minute to get to there. But all right, so as promised before before my good boy Jeff gets in here. I did have some um, an Oxford Orioles update. Okay, all right, the favorite seven uh, U baseball team of McCready Siski podcast. So I'm a big asshole because my wife says, "Okay, he needs to go home. He's puking." Well, as soon as he got done puking, he looked fine. He's like, "I'm fine." I was like, and I told my wife, "He's fine. Let him play. He's good." So she called me an asshole because I was being mean because I was going to make him play. Well, I wasn't gonna make him play. You didn't play. make him play. You asked him if he yeah. wanted to play. Yeah,
3: exactly, right. So he. If wants he had to... told you, "Hey, Coach Siski, I feel terrible." What's Dad, but oh, yeah, I... <laughs> if he said, "Dad, I feel terrible," I feel like I feel gross. Fucking like will throw up again. You wouldn't have even let him play,
2: right? But no, he told you, "Yeah, he's good." He so pu- puking rally. We go and so the first game we took one on the chin, um, seventeen to six, but we did have a t- we actually had a two to one lead after one.
3: Oh. Y'all right. stop and do a team photo.
2: We needed to. I yeah. was all excited <laughs> um, because the way this bracket was set up, it was going to be all night deal. So he plays the second game as soon as the game's over. After we got drubbed, uh, I think it was fourteen to four in the second game. Yeah. Um, he starts puking again. Oh, well, now. And it's so it's time to go ball game. And then we didn't play again to like five forty because which I was I don't know I, I'm sure it's been like this for a while. It just really caught me the other day. Is we played in a loser's bracket that they don't call it a loser's bracket. It's called a consolation bracket, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So it was, uh, and then, so Knox is at the house and, and they, and they win two in a row in the consolation bracket. Oh, and the win, Orioles, the Orioles win. They win the consolation bracket and get medals. Oh, for finishing seventh. That's, Congratulations. There's nothing like a seventh, place <laughs> nothing like medal. old seventh place medal <laughs> when you've got nine teams there. <laughs> Finish seventh <laughs> out of nine. You got a medal. Congratulations. <sighs> but I do have two new icks, okay, that it's going to be right up your alley. Okay. All right, so here are my new icks. I, I promise every time I come back from one of these tournaments, it's, something's going to hit me, and it did. So the first one was uh, we were on defense. There was a uh, runner on first base. Yeah. And they hit a foul ball in the air, pop fly, close to the first base dugout. Okay. Our guy catches the ball. Okay? okay. Their runner tags up, goes to second. And we had minimum of 15 people losing their mind that it was a foul ball. He <laughs> can't advance. So, my 7U baseball, first 7U baseball ick is before you start yelling out loud.
3: <laughs> <laughs> know the rules. Know the
2: rules of the game before you start yelling out, uh, out loud. Because that was like – because I didn't even feel like saying anything, you know what I mean? I was just like somebody – like it was so bad that somebody was going to say something. And sure enough, about forty-five seconds later, somebody goes, "Hey, uh, you can uh, tag on a foul ball." And it's like, "Oh, oh, okay." So that's ich, ich one. Uh, Ick two, which also involves parents yelling. Okay.
3: This is happens. I've got one, and I'm trying to decide whether I'm. Let's real, do it. Let's cut it
2: loose. Do this. Well, go ahead. Go All right. It. So, for some reason, when you're at a seven U baseball tournament, you already like you don't have to ask which one is your son or daughter if they're playing. You don't have to ask because every single time the ball is hit to them, said parent will stand up and yell at the top of their lungs what that kid is supposed to do with the ball. Ground ball is short. Catch it. Catch it, Johnny. Catch it, Johnny. Catch it, Johnny. Throw it to first. Throw it to first. Throw it to first. So you – it's every single time the ball is hit. It's everybody, it's like in unison. Everybody wants to yell. And you got fifty people, and the poor kid's seven years old. He doesn't know whether to shit or wind his wristwatch. He's like <laughs> they just staring and
3: like, Seven year olds don't wear a wristwatch.
2: <laughs> you wonder why they're confused all the damn time. Like everybody in the building starts yelling at them what to do. And they're and they're actually trying to listen. They don't they're not old enough to tune that shit out.
3: And then yet. just think by the time the play's over, they don't even have time to think about what just went wrong because it's T- 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 up next, <laughs> number eleven. Yeah, we had announcers. The very first one today, we
2: we had the same thing. We had like professional announcer, somebody. Oh, you know, overdid it. Up oh, there's there's a. Uh... Hey, what's your name? He probably can't hear me. <laughs> that would be great. What's your name?
3: There he goes. Hey, wh- what's Coach your name?
2: Coming. All right, he's coming. I was going to interview you for a minute. <laughs>
3: I don't think he had any
2: interest. <laughs> None. There he is.
4: I don't see them moving.
2: Can you hear me? Oh, he's gonna oh. come out and come back in.
3: I think they had it right. <laughs> there he comes again.
0: Hit unmute
2: again Where's that at? <laughs> I gotcha. Can you hear me? There
4: you go,
0: Tommy.
2: Check, check. My check, coach. Y'all there? Yeah.
3: Hey, yeah. hey Jeff. How are you? Can you hear us?
4: I don't see them moving, James.
2: Oh, they're moving now. Yeah, we're moving. Can y'all hear us?
3: Yeah, we hear you good. Can you hear us? Why oh, can't we hear them, James?
4: Yeah, we can't hear you guys. It's
2: J- James is the guy on the other side. I heard him somewhere. Check, check. Mic check. Oh, Can you hear us? Check, mic check one, two.
3: You guys are getting a, a full behind-the-scenes look at how things go. Sometimes <laughs> heard them
2: earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. can you still hear us? Yeah, you getting a getting a full full view of what getting, happens. This,
3: this, this happens on occasion. It's one of the reasons where people are like, hey, why don't y'all do more live stuff? It's like, well, you see what had happened was you see it, it happens this way sometimes.
2: Just so gonna pop back in. Chick, check Mike, Chick Three. <laughs>
3: It was working, so it's nothing on my end. There's yeah, he, he me probably to hit a mute button fix. or something. He probably did.
2: <laughs> Sammy says, James for president. All right, here we go. Check, check, check. Can, can you hear us? us? I can hear you. I still can't hear you
3: guys. You can't hear us, James? We can hear you. We can hear you, James. Might want to send a text. It wasn't working just before you set the James is a little stressed out James right now stressed. too. James is like, Coach, I promised this was working.
2: James, can you hear us? Check, check. <laughs> I'm going to text my guy, Mike, see if Mike will come come to the rescue. James, (laughs) how about we just talk, and then they'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out.
3: So, I I don't need to do this. I have learned that at every game, there's somebody who's like a subscriber or related to a subscriber or something, and it pops up. At the end of Carson's game, there was a brief skirmish.
2: I wish I had James' number here. let see if Mike texts me. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. There was
3: a, a, a very brief skirmish. Cole says, pray for James. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, in, 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 a, in a soccer game, there's chatter, right, right, on the field. Kids say things. Things get a little heated. And at the end of a game, sometimes somebody goes a step too far with something they say. Right. Right. And it was a push, not a punch, a push.
2: Can you guys hear us?
3: Yeah. Yes. Can you hear us, James? I'm still laughing. I can hear you
2: guys. I can hear you. We can hear everything you're saying, so.
4: You can hear us just fine.
2: Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can hear that you can't hear.
4: <laughs> Go get an man.
3: Okay. it's on their end. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's well, no, no, no. It, it's it's on your end. It's, it's on your it's end. On your end. We hear you and all that. It's your end. What do you say? He can't hear us. Yeah. No, we can hear you, Alex. Text your guy.
2: I did. He's bringing in the head video guy. Yeah, because
3: they they think it's on our end and it's not. Yeah. We apologize here, guys. Um, so, it, this is what it is. They can
0: hear us,
3: but we can't hear them.
0: Yeah, we can't hear
3: them. But you could earlier, and so that's the end of, Well, they can't hear you say that.
0: <laughs>
2: I'm
3: explaining for the people that are hearing oh, all of this. But
2: anyway, our mic's working. The, um, this is my man
3: Alex right here. Can you hear something? So anyway, there was a push. <laughs> okay. And the kids worked it out. For a split second, I thought it was going to get bad. Right, but it didn't. Okay. Between the kids and the coaches, it stopped immediately. Awesome. Oh. Okay. Yep.
4: And it was working. And right a out. parent
3: who was filming the whole thing goes, "I'm going to take this film and I'm going to make sure that kid gets kicked out of the league." And I'm. come and on. I, and I'm like, "Come on, you are going to do that to a 16 year old kid?" They they had a brief little dust up, tempers flared, and they worked it out. It's all good. Nobody got hurt. There wasn't a punch. It's a push. Not a punch. Check, check.
2: Oh, I thought I had him for a second. All right.
3: I don't think it's on my end. No. Because he could hear me originally, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Check, check.
3: And I should be able to hear somebody. Check, check, check. okay we can hear you this is not going to make a very good audio file this is this is this is why i don't like doing this right here it's not it's not it just it works most of the time but if someone on the other end has just a little bit of a not not they don't really you know what i'm saying it ends up being a problem check 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 all right Yeah, so we got we're gonna. This is we're quickly making this an audio file that's not worth keeping. So that's where we're we're running into. All right, so. In fact, if you are used to listening to this, this one will probably not be put up in podcast file. I don't have that kind of editing capability.
2: You're good. Just run
3: it, dude. They'll skip through it. Um,
2: (laughs) hey, uh, Doors Rule said someone is pounding a mouse. I can assure you, it's not the mouse. The mouse is good. Should we try another
4: computer?
3: That's what I was just thinking. Yeah. All
2: good. I'll. All right. So while they're doing that, yeah, let's let's uh,
3: talk about a couple of things. We talked about the Orioles. Let's uh, portal window open. Now, uh, I'm I'm a little confused with the portal window. Okay, I'm here to answer because I'd been told for a long time. Drew, I could edit it, but it's so much editing, and, and, and I'm, not, I'm not an expert at editing 20-some-odd minutes of audio. I'm just really not. Um, no, because we talked in the middle of it, so no. Oh, good. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. I know. Um, I think it's one of those things where people think it's a little bit it, I'm not good at this, so if I had a professional person, I would be able to say, hey, edit this, but I don't, and so it is what it a is. Piece of shit. I know. I thought the portal I think he's going to try another computer.
2: We got a quad box.
3: Can you hear us now? I
0: can hear you guys from here. All
3: right. Good. Okay. Tell uh, tell Alex to x out of his. Yeah.
0: Just x out Alex.
2: Let's go. We got quad box going. There he is. What's up, man? <laughs> you gotta love some technology. What's up, huh? Jeff?
3: There he is. Jeff Trailer, the UTSA coach, kind enough to join us here on the show. We got it all. Got it all worked out. How you doing? I'm good. How are y'all? Your, your guy James was
2: quickly becoming a fast celebrity on the on the uh, live show. Everybody was James for president. He was he was getting a lot of love.
4: He's that he's that way every day around here.
2: <laughs> How's everything going? Everything good?
4: Yeah, I just finished up spring and doing some ex interviews and just got through the staff meeting.
2: Let's go. Hey, I appreciate you joining us. I know you're busy. I know you got through with spring on Friday. Um, One thing I want to start with is one uh, for those that that, uh, have not heard Coach Trailer before. Coach Trailer is one of the, if not the, I know people. I would like to argue with people because I think he is, but he's probably the best uh, Texas high school football coach ever. I know he he's going to be humble and and all that, but uh, he won 175. Won 175 and 26. As his time was a head coach in Gilmer, so my first question is, Coach, what in the world is in the water in Gilmer, Texas, of a population of 4,800, that that y'all can win at that pace?
4: Well, that's where I was from, you know. So I had played there in the '80s, and uh, we'd underachieved for many, many years. But I always knew there was unbelievable talent there in that town. And uh, when I got the job in 2000, uh, it was just a matter of getting everybody in the community uh, going the same direction. And, uh, you know, everybody loves to win, especially at a place where you haven't won very much. Right. So we won six games that first year, and then eight the second, and then 10 the third, 13 the fourth, and then <laughs> we won a state championship for the first time in school history. And those next ten years it got really crazy uh, where we just, you know, we built facilities, uh, the winning got contagious. All the great little players around the area moved into our school, and when you got better players than the other guy you're coached against, you win a whole lot more.
2: <laughs> it does help, but i that's what I was you know because this is the thing that i've always i've noticed obviously following you through uh your your career is you got this head coaching thing figured out you're thirty and ten in your first three years at u t s a another place that every year you've won more than they've won before, and coming off you know really twenty three games in the last two years. Um, but my question is, is going from a a head high school coach to a head college coach, what's the biggest difference in your opinion, uh, from, from your standpoint, being a a high school head coach to being a college head coach?
4: I got blessed. Um, I was really close with Todd Dodge, who was at South Lake Carroll winning all those games. And it was hard to see Todd there. He started winning so many games at South Lake that, um you couldn't hardly get in to see him anymore. There's just such a demand for his time. But when he went to North Texas, he wasn't winning as much. So, now nobody wanted to see him. And I'd still go see Todd all the time. Now the line wasn't near as long. I thought he was a really good coach. And, you know, you're just always watching just in case uh, you would ever get your chance. And I, I noticed how Todd went straight from a head high school coach straight to a head college coach. And I just watched him, and I thought to myself, boy, I. If I ever got this opportunity, I think I need to be an assistant for a while. And that's the hardest part when you've been a head coach as long as we've all been a head coach, is you go from making, you know, decisions to making suggestions. And uh, <laughs> that was the hardest part for me, is to go to work for Charlie. And I love Charlie, strong University of Texas, but I didn't make decisions anymore. I just made suggestions. And then when I worked for, for Coach Morris, you know, I didn't make decisions again, just suggestions. But I learned so much in that five years I'd say just the uh, the recruiting aspect, how to handle all that, how to manage a roster, compliance, academics it's it's the other stuff. Uh, the ball is still ball uh, Third down is a lot harder in college probably as far as picking up all the pressures uh, than in high school but but ball's ball i would I would challenge that there are just as many great high school coaches as college coaches when you put them on the chalkboard. It's imagine all that other stuff, fundraising, boosters, which I know in Texas, that's very similar. As a Texas high school football coach, but uh, it's just so much more. Uh, that'd be what I would say.
3: Yep. Is that what you saw from Dodge's experience at North Texas? You just saw him struggling with some of the stuff off the field and said, I I would need to get acclimated a little bit?
4: No, I, I, I wouldn't say I picked up on that. I, I just saw him go straight from him and my, just my own – and then I had other guys go, like Chad Morris went to Tulsa, Gus Malzahn went to Tulsa, Todd Graham. There's other guys, you know, that went before me, uh, Art Browse, uh, that I, I spoke to a lot of those people, just asked them questions, dig. You know, Art went uh, as a assistant to Texas Tech first, and he thought that was valuable. Uh, so I listened a lot. I know I love to talk, but – I love to listen more than I love to talk, believe it or not, and I love to talk.
2: That's because uh, when Todd Dodge came to North Texas, they were in the Sun Belt, and I was coaching at Arkansas State. So, I, I, I coached against him and saw that. Because he uh, – North Texas, uh, you know, when they first – I guess it was 2001 or two early in the Sun Belt years, North Texas was kicking the shit out of everybody. I mean, they, they went like two or three years without losing a conference game. And then they went on some hard times. Todd came in there and really had to rebuild it, but it was like – I think they weren't as patient with him as they needed to be. I think I was part of the deal there. but In college sports? Yeah, imagine Come that. On, man. Shocker. Imagine that. Hey, Coach, how many uh, – I always like to ask coaches this. How many times do you think you have moved houses in your, in your career?
3: Uh,
4: not as much as you think. Uh, I started at Big Sandy, and that was one. Then I went to Jacksonville. I was at Big Sandy for four years. Then I was at Jacksonville for six. So that's two mm-hmm. houses. Uh, and then I went to Gilmer where Carrie and I bought a house when we got there. Then we built a house to raise our kids in. We were in Gilmer for 15 years. right? So um, that helped. Then I went to the University of Texas. There's a house. SMU's a house. Arkansas's a house. San Antonio's a <laughs> house. So I've moved more. I've been a college coach now for, well, that's almost a decade. And I moved more in a decade than I did the – the, the years of being a high school coach, which was 25 years of being a high school coach.
2: Now, are you packing that shit up and moving it yourself, or are you paying somebody to move it?
4: <laughs> uh, when I was a Big Sandy, it, we just put it in our trunk. That's all we had, so that wasn't
3: <laughs>
1: much.
4: But when you got three children moving to Gilmer from Jacksonville, that was my dad who passed away in December just getting a cattle truck, and we had a covered horse trailer as well. We put on the back of with a gooseneck, and we just filled it up, <laughs> moved it ourselves. But since – that one I have not moved again. It's been somebody else doing it for me.
2: <laughs> do you get in? Do you get in? I get in trouble all the time. Do you get in trouble about like uh, it's your fault when you uh, when you move and you pay somebody to move and, co- and coaching, and you know especially in college because most college jobs will pay for you to move right. It's your. It's the husband's fault that the moving company lost something in the move. Of course, it's your fault. It's your. It's your fault. I didn't know if you knew that or not.
4: No, they're, 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 my daughter, who's now 23, has some American dolls. And my wife was silly enough to to write on the box they were American dolls. There's like (laughs) 30 of them. If anybody anybody finds 30 American dolls out there, I'm still paying for – they didn't make it from Arkansas to San Antonio somehow. So if they'll show up somewhere, please return to the trailer so I get out of the doghouse.
2: Yeah. I can't remember what it was this last time. I'm still getting my ass ripped about something. I don't remember it. It's some antiques or something that my my wife had. Yeah, they didn't make – I can't remember what move it was, but they didn't make the trip one time, and it's my fault. Of so course, I'm, it's your fault. I'm the I'm the one that lost it. Hey, uh, que- I do have a uh, question for you. And I think it's uh, I think it's very good for fans to hear um, coming from a coach. And I, and I, one thing I always love and respect about you is you tell it like it is. You don't bullshit, and that's kind of the 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 way the world I'm from. So, being you you're winning every year. And every single year, as long as you're coaching, and it's probably the same thing it was when you were a high school coach and, and now in college as you're a head coach, your name is going to come up in jobs, and in, in, in rumor and circle mill and all that stuff. And the, some rumors take off, some some don't. As a college coach, or in, in your in your opinion, not really as a college coach, as you, do you ever feel a need or do you ever address those rumors with the staff or the players or anything like that, or you just let them go?
4: No, we address it all the time. Uh, we always talk about it. Uh, I, I try to stay in front. Uh, I was a history teacher, you know, for 10 years. And I started off every class with the current event. I still think it's the best way to teach
3: because
4: uh, people relate to what's going on now. So if there's any kind of rumor, any kind of speculation, uh, we, we go over it. And I, I think you need to be very transparent with your, with your people, with your recruits. And, and uh, I was intentional on in signing a 10-year contract. Uh, you know, you don't need to mess with Happy. And uh, I have a fan base that's extremely loyal. Uh, they're supportive. Um, they're appreciative. Uh, this is very similar to Gilmer in the aspect they hadn't had a lot of success before we got here. So the fan base is very humble and grateful. And when you're a head coach, uh, don't 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 sleep on that. Uh, go get you a fan base that's not very humble, not very grateful, and see what that life is like. Now I don't know that it's always going to be that way here, but so far I, I've said that a million times too. The climb. The climb up is always the greatest. It's the stay in there that's the hard part.
2: Amen to that. That's, that's, my, that's my saying. It's, it's hard, man, and people don't realize. Like, people really don't realize how much easier it is to get there than it is to stay there.
3: Well, you saw that in Tuscaloosa over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's to me, that's we talk about this with Saban all the time. That's the part of the Saban story that I'm not sure that people completely get. Is it's one thing to get to the mountaintop as he did at Alabama, but to stay there for as long as he has stayed there,
1: yeah.
3: and and fall a couple of times and get right back up is that's incredible.
2: Yeah, and coach, I, that's that's one thing that because you you're doing the same exact thing and you've done it, you're doing it on different levels and that, and that's I think it's something that's really cool. But one thing that I think is awesome about watching you guys play is and it blew my mind. I was actually talking to uh, Zach Brown, a good friend of mine, that works for you. And when I uh, was talking about quarterback, this is way back in the season or whatever, he was like, "Yeah, we got Frank Frank Harris, the quarterback is going to be back for another year as a starting quarterback." First of all, how awesome is it to have a guy starting, to having him back? But but two is like, how do you keep him? I mean, he's gotten better every year. He's played for so long that he he's going to be going. Uh, for the fans out there that don't know, he is going up in the all time uh, NCAA total offense yardage. He's he was right outside of the 30. He'll probably end up in the top five to seven uh, in the history of the game. So, how do you keep him as a head coach, humble, motivated, and continue to, to improve somebody that good?
4: It's just who he is as a human. Uh, he's got a great father and a great mother. Um, you know, I uh, Frank is one of the most unique people you'll ever meet in your life. And – you know the Lord deserves all that credit. His mother and his father. I just was extremely blessed to get to inherit him. Um, he's a tremendous athlete, but a better human. Uh, you know, we've we've been blessed, and uh, we're we're thrilled to get him back. I know that he's he's magic. He's absolute magic.
3: It's yeah, he- a rarity in today's college football to have a player at, at of his magnitude sort of stay in 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 a program for four years. I mean that it doesn't happen much.
4: Well, we're eleven days away. I'll feel a lot better <laughs> when this portal thing's over. Um he's one I don't worry about. He there's no he would not do that. He just won't. And I've got nine players on offense the six girl their fourth year of starting for me. And uh we're we're more than fortunate that, but trust me, I, that portal makes me just nervous as heck, you know. Uh but we'll, hopefully we'll be out of this thing in 11 days. And I, you know, I'd be shocked if I lost any of my guys. They've not shown anything like that. They're, they're getting uh, messed with all the time, and it's unfortunate. That's what where the game is right now, but it is what it is.
3: You've been vocal about the tamp- – I, I, I've been calling it the tampering portal for a while. I said that we've got seasons. We've got the football season. Then we have the tampering portal season. These are not – these are seasons that overlap, by the way. These are not cut and dried. Yeah. Right. You got the tampering season, and then you have the the, the transfer portal season. Um, we're in the, I guess we're in the portal window now. Yeah. The so the eleven days long. Yeah, um, day three. You've talked about it a lot. Can you describe for listeners, for people who are watching right now, what happens in terms of tampering? How how does the tampering happen? How do you how does it happen? How do you get wind of it, and then and then sort of how do you handle it when it? When you realize that it's happening inside, to your program, I should say?
4: Well, where I'm blessed is I'm so close to our players. They come and tell me. Uh, they screenshot stuff and they just show it to me. And I call the coaches up personally and just talk to them on the phone personally. And, uh, you know, everybody's scared to admit it, but we all know what's going on out there. And uh, luckily, it hadn't had to get, you know, bloody yet. Uh, But I'm prepared to go there if it were to go there. And uh, I tell my guys they better not be doing it, right? We better not be – here I am beating the drum. We better not be out there messing somebody else's kids. If they get in the portal – and, I I mean, I'm so old school. But I'm not perfect, man, by any stretch of the imagination. I, I hope we all understand that. But I'm so old school, like when those kids call me up that I recruited before and tell me they're unhappy they won't get in the portal, I literally tell them, go see their head coach and tell their head coach they're unhappy and they're thinking about getting in the portal. And at least let the head coach have a chance to speak to you before you're already out there reaching out to people. And uh, I'm all for NIL. These kids deserve money. I mean, Frank Harris has has had his sixth knee surgery. Uh, Zachary Franklin's had three knee surgeries. Uh, JT Clark had a major knee surgery. Brandon Madison's shoulder, Rashad Wisdom's shoulder. Who cares? My kids aren't getting paid stupid money like you hear about. But my guy, who cares they're getting a car uh, some insurance and a phone. I mean, that's the least we can do for them. And I have no problem with that. It's the pay for play, it's the transfer where you're tampering with somebody else's kid. That's the stuff that bothers me. And also, you know, high school kids coming out, man, that, this is crazy. That, let them go prove something. There's got to be a way we can think through all this to still make graduation matter. Um, I mean, there's just got to be a better way. Give them five years to play five. And, you know, there's just got to be a better way than, And if their coach leaves, let them leave. If their coach leaves, they can get in the portal be eligible. they graduate, there's just got to be some incentives. That's your
2: free agency tool right there if you graduate.
4: Because what's going to happen is this COVID stuff, in my opinion now, is hiding some things about graduation rates because all these kids are getting extra years. And I'm afraid we're going to see our graduation rates really plummet when the real facts come out from all these kids leaving. Because when you transfer, just your common sense should tell you you're going to lose hours, right? When, when you go from one school to another school, you're going to lose hours. Then your percentage towards your degree, you're not going to reach it. So, I'm worried about it. I am, and I know as soon as anybody hears this, they're going to be, oh, yeah, Coach Trader is not for player movement. That's not what I'm saying at all. I, I want my players to get paid. I love it. Um, but there's got to be a way we can get a handle. It, right now, it's unrestricted salary cow and unlimited free agency. And it's impossible to run a business successfully for a sustained amount of time when those are the rules.
2: I'm glad you said that. I have been, Neil has probably, he was over there probably laughing because I have said that for, I don't know how long we've we ever done this show. That's been my whole thing is like people don't even think about the academic ramifications of this deal. When you transfer, you don't, hey, I got 60 hours here. I'm not going to have 60 hours when I go to the next place. But, hey, well, we're all about the kids. Let's so, let them graduate. Because sometimes you know, a kid a
3: kid is leaving a, a, a university. Forget this football for a minute. A kid is leaving a university that is a like an engineering, mechanical focus type school, and he's going to a place that's maybe an, an agriculture school. And so some of the classes that he has to take to, to graduate with a degree in whatever. Right. Right. He didn't take those classes at school. Mm -hmm. Number one. And so when school number two, I'm not talking about football, I'm talking about the academic part. When they look at it, they're like, well, you haven't taken this prerequisite and that doesn't really carry over. And so you need to go back and take this prerequisite. And all of a sudden you lose 18, 21, 24 hours of work and you're not on pace anymore to, to even be eligible. That, The only reason that's not more prevalent, I think, is because there's a pressure on these – not even compliance, but academically, let's just squeeze this round peg into this square hole. But eventually, it's going to get to a place where you can't do that. It doesn't work. Yeah, good luck with that. And you'll have more of a mess on your hands.
4: It really really frustrates me when I hear the piece that, well, this should not be an academic model. They're They're only here to play football anyway. Well, man, when I was 18 to 23 years old, thank God they had those rules that made me go to class or I wouldn't have gone. I mean, I know I remember when Texas started no pass, no play, everybody threw a fit about it. I mean, but I promise you the reason those kids at Gilmer, Texas went to class, they wanted to play football. Now that I'm a 54 year old man and I look back, I'm so grateful that someone made me go to class and made me get a degree. I have two degrees, believe it or not. And I promise you, I didn't care about getting them. I was darn near made to get them, right? So we have to think about that from, from our perspective as men. You're talking think about what we were like at 18 to 23. I don't we want gotta to. And sin it
3: to, Jeff, make those I, kids go to school Jeff, I'm I'm going to re- resist that. <laughs> I'm not going to think about what I was like at 18 to 22. I, I, I have blocked Amen. I have blocked it out. I'm not going there.
2: Hey and coach, football, but
4: again, and people give me all this credit for changing all these kids' lives. No, it's not the truth. I have a football. It's the carrot. I'm gonna take the football away from you if you do not behave correctly. I'm gonna to try to create an environment that you love playing so much, and you love ball so much, that if I take it away from you, you're gonna to go to study hall. You're gonna to go to whatever is required you to be a better human, uh, social service, community service, whatever that looks like you don't wanna do as a young man. When you lose the football, you're in trouble, man, because that's what makes, now, that, now some of them just, they came from great parents, that wasn't – I came from great parents, don't hit me wrong, but I was not that guy that just naturally wanted to go to class and do the right thing. I had buddies that were that way. That was not Jeff Trader back in the day. I'm afraid I'm – I don't think any of you are surprised, but I want to make sure you know that.
2: Hey, Coach, you went to Stephen F. Austin, right?
4: Oh, yeah. 1.8 first semester, 2.2 the second, because I had to have a 2.0 to stay on the team, right? So it's not a coincidence. It went 1.8 to <laughs>
2: 2.2. Averages out pretty good? I made
4: it, boys. I made it.
2: <laughs> hey, so coach, I have to. So I, I got my, I my first coaching job, and I was a GA at Northwestern State, and they in Northwestern State, and Stephen F. play for the largest trophy in college football, Chief Cato, seven foot something. Do you remember how tall it is? Seven foot. It's heavy as hell too.
4: Nacogdoches versus the Nacogdoches, right? Two That's Indians right. Are brothers, something yep. started walking, and they ended
2: up. Yeah. So the That's story is heard. Chief Cato is the dad. That's the trophy they play for. It's like a set. It's carved out of wood. It's like seven foot something. Is so, that C-A-D-D-O? Like, C-A-T-O, I think. C-A-T-O, okay. All right, so he had two sons, Nacogdoches and Nacogdoche. Yeah. And they were on the Red River, and he told them, I can't remember the exact time. You're talking
3: to a North Louisiana boy. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. i will explain on.
2: it to the fans that don't know. We're three people that do understand this conversation. So they had to walk opposite directions. They couldn't get along. Said they'd walk in opposite directions of the Red River for so long, he told them a day or whatever it was, and then wherever you stop at the end of that day or whatever it was, that's where you set up. And so if you look on a map, Nacogdoches and Natchitoches are, right, are the equal amount of distance on the Louisiana-Texas line.
3: How about that? I did not know that. Yeah. That's a hell of a good story.
2: Yeah. And my challenge was, though, Coach, to tell you about my college experience, <laughs> is when I went to Northwestern State, it took me six months. I, hell, I was almost out of there before I learned how to spell Natchitoches correctly. N-A-T-C-H-I-O-T-C-H-E-S. Oh, yeah, that is hard. So.
4: I still struggle with N-A-C-O-G-D-O-C-H-E-S. There's <laughs> a T in there somewhere. I think it's a C-H-E-S. Yeah. I was there for a while. I <laughs> my wife there one thing.
2: Yeah, I don't, uh, you got me on that one. All right, I got I got uh, going back, because this I really want to get your opinion on this. Um, you and I have similar backgrounds. Obviously, you're a head coach. That's the one background I don't have. But I was a high school coach for a while as well. What is your? Uh, do you feel like the immediate eligibility is killing high school recruiting? Or hurting it?
3: You're talking about in the transfer in trans-
2: portal. By the transfer portal taking numbers. How, do you do you feel like that's really hurting high school kids and their opportunities? The number of kids?
4: I do. Um, but more than anything, the COVID year did as well because you gave everybody an extra year. So that hurt it. But also when they're eligible immediately, I think it does. And, I, and I'm really torn on it. Uh, but, what, but if you go back to my original idea, how about five for five? I mean, you can you got five years to play five. And if you really want to leave that bad, is it that terrible to sit out one year? Is it really that terrible to sit out one year? I, I don't see that it would be. So I'm not sure if the – I think being eligible immediately just does so many things. Like, just, just think about it. Man, you can use a ton of silly analogies. I can remember when I wanted to quit high school football and my dad was like, nope, you started, you're not quitting. And I ended up being a really good football player later on in my career. But I was the starting point guard as a sophomore, and I started at first base and third base as a sophomore. So when you're young and stupid, what do you want to do? Oh, I'm going to go straight baseball, straight basketball. My dad's like, no, you're not quitting. Well, I ended up you know, growing into my big frame, and I ended up being a decent football player. But it, that's just a silly analogy. If I would have just quit and gone on, how many things in our own lives, from marriage to friendships to sports are yeah. the analogy of that we just want to go and hang it up and just hang in there. And there's so much, you know, so much joy on the other side of that. if You can just push through.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's the, I wish, cause we're getting in our, we talk about all the time before you got on, we always have a, when my seven-year-old plays in a, a baseball tournament, I give my ex of a seven-year-old baseball travel tournament when I come back. But you see it all the time, especially in baseball is you, it, these, you're doing AAU basketball or travel baseball, and these kids are getting specialized at a, at an earlier age, and they're giving up things. When I'm like, you know, I got a kid. I'm not going to mention the kid, but there's a kid here in town that I'm like, hey, you don't need to give this up because you're not you're very talented. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just I wish that back in our day, we hell we played all three sports. But uh, all right, coach, I got a, I got a crazy question for you here. If you could go back in your entire career. Is there one play call, just one, that sits you, that irks your crawl, and if you could take one play call back, is there one out there that you would take back?
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
4: recent one is the one that you know gets you the most uh, but, but yeah there's there, there, yeah there's, there's a lot there's a lot of them it's always the ones you lose right and yeah. we lost you know we lost however many at Gilmer 20 something and we've lost 10 here and that, that, that'd that be the, the decision and, and not every one of them you feel like cost you the game but darn near every one of them feel like you know you did I like we're, my son's senior year we're playing Argyle And uh, 2011, he's the quarterback. It's fourth down and one. Kid's been coached his whole life. Never take a sack on fourth down, right? And we call power pass. And uh, they absolutely had the flat covered like crazy. And they're pulling my son down, and he's not going to take a sack, right? So he throws it, and it's kind of a a wobbler because he's off balance. They pick six it, you know? And and you're like, God, I wish I'd told my son, you know, his whole life, never take a second fourth down, but that's better <laughs> than throwing a pick six, right? And th- those kind of little things, you just always feel like, or, or you're playing Troy. And uh, it's fourth and two, and they've got the ball, and we can't move the ball at all on their defense. And I'm like, there's no way he's going to take a punt. And I go punt safe out th- I mean, I don't go punt safe. I, I put my regular punt return team out there. And I looked and thought I saw him in a different formation. I was about to call timeout, and I didn't. And he quick snapped it, and they faked the punt at the first down. And they only got a field goal on the drive, but it still was a big play in the game, right? There's just certain things you just beat yourself up on. But I really worked hard in my career to try to learn from those things and and, and be honest with my kids and open and tell my kids when I screw that thing up, and I'll just be better next time.
3: What was it like coaching your son as a quarterback? Was that more pressure or were you able to enjoy watching him play or or what was that like?
4: It was the worst experience I've ever gone through. (laughs) I mean, I've told all my buddies, like John King at Longview, had Haynes King. uh, And I've told all my buddies, man, don't don't be like me. Enjoy that, man. Enjoy it. But there's so much pressure to win. And then your own son's out there. And, you, you know, it's just a lot. And I wish my next son was my left tackle. And that was so much more enjoyable uh, than when my son was the quarterback. Like in that in that Argyle game, I came home and I was beating myself up, talking to my offensive coordinator who's currently here with me now at, at UTSA. And I said, what the heck was Jordan? Probably 20 out of 40 tonight." night. He's like, "Jail, he was 46 out of 59 or 46 out of 60. He threw for like 500 yards. Oh, my God, I would have sworn he played terrible. Uh, but all I remember was that fourth and one call on power pass where I'd Wish I'd have ran quarterback sneak like the Eagles. <laughs> I
2: mean, if you could do it like the Eagles every time and you knew you were going to get four yards, yes. hell, you'd call every play. First down. Yeah,
4: he, ain't. he ain't Jalen Hurts. I can promise you that.
3: <laughs> I mean, a dude gets four yards every time he does it. Yeah, Jalen Hurts today got $255 million. So J- yeah, Jalen's doing something yeah. right as the quarterback of the Eagles.
2: Good day for the old brother-in-law today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right, Coach. Best basketball player ever, Jordan, LeBron, or Kobe?
4: We debate this all the time. We vote each because Frank Harris is a huge LeBron guy, as is my DFO, Andrew Acosta. But I'm still a Jordan guy. I did call Frank today, oh. my quarterback. And I said on the phone today, me and my DFO were going to pick up something. And he's we're arguing again. And I said I called Frank. I said, Frank, here's the deal. If 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 he wins this one, if LeBron wins it this year, for the first time in my life, I would bump him ahead of Mike. Um, really, I got, I got I got Mike at one. I got Kobe and LeBron. I, I am just torn on that one. Longevity. I mean, you got to go LeBron, Mike. You know, winning six, going six and oh. But but what if? You know, I don't know. I, I I still stand by. I'm going Mike, probably Kobe, LeBron. But I could be influenced if he finishes this one off
3: so if the lakers win a title this year what would it be about this title that would say to you you know what that that did it is it his age that he did overcame all the adversity of this year or or the what
4: the age the injuries i mean just i thought they were done and now all of a sudden they make a few moves and you're like what in the heck is going on here i you know I don't know. I, I have a, I, I love the dog in Mike. Like, I love it that when it's going down, him and Kobe the ones going to shoot it no matter what the heck's going yeah. on. And I know everybody says, well, what about Paxton that one time, or what about, you know, <laughs> whatever. I mean, Kobe and Mike, they're going to they gonna put the dagger on you. Where LeBron has just never – that that's just me. That's just – that's not a – I do appreciate – to me, LeBron and Magic should be in a discussion because okay. the way they played the game, And Mike and Kobe are in another discussion. I just don't see LeBron like Mike and Kobe. And I know I'm getting everybody riled up right now, but I was a head basketball coach for 10 years before I got into football.
3: (laughs) Here's the thing on LeBron. I don't know what the stat is on Jordan. I'd like to go look it up. And I I guess if I'd known we were going to have this conversation today, I would have. Um, (laughs) So Carson and I, my son Carson, and I were driving back from Hattiesburg last night. We were listening to um, um, Clippers' sons. Okay. And we were talking about basketball because we talk a lot about basketball. And he pulls up this stat and he said, did you know that LeBron's played it was 268 playoff games or something like that? I might not have the number exactly right, but I'm in the ballpark. And I was like, damn, that's more than three full seasons of NBA games. And NBA season's 82 games. It was, that's three and a quarter additional seasons on his body, in addition to the, what's he played, 19 well, He's seasons?
2: got of rest because he doesn't play but about 20 games in regular season, so he's, he's fully
3: rested. That's totally false. So soft. That is totally that is totally false.
2: Over,
4: I saw something the other day that really opened my eyes a little bit, but I'm still all Mike, right? I'm team Mike. But they they showed a play where Mike was posting up on the block and there were four guys above the free throw line and all four of them had to go up there and stand above the free throw line to guard their guys. And it was just Mike on the block by himself. And that was the rule, supposedly, back in the 90s, which I had forgotten about all that. that oh, you yeah. couldn't play basically team defense at all. And I started thinking to myself, if I got such Michael Jordan? Now, understand my oldest son's name is Jordan Michael. So there is tremendous <laughs> preferential treatment in the way I see these things. I'm, I'm all Mike. I'm on Team Mike.
3: How'd you, how'd you talk the wife into that? Did she did she fight back at all on that? Or was that like some sort of a barter deal? <laughs> That's why he named her Jordan Michael instead of Michael Jordan. She slipped it by.
4: I got lucky. My father's middle name was Michael. My middle name was Michael. So she agreed that the middle name was going to be Michael. We also wanted to go with the J, since my first name is Jeff. So it's going to be JMT. So I, I pulled the old switcheroo on her. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's good shit right there. That's good. All right, so a lot of women will be like, "No, no, we're not doing this." That's that's that is a bridge too far. Yeah, I fandom. got yeah. I got shot down on my
2: first my first name.
3: <laughs> What'd you want? I to name my Bo? first. You want to no, name Bo Jackson? I wanted to name my Siske? first
2: son Absolute.
3: Oh, good God!
2: That's what I wanted to name my first son. I got shot. That <laughs> didn't
3: make it very far. That shouldn't have. All right, Coach I'm Aaron not, has dealt with a lot. You she, know that she has. She, she said, really my, has. My
2: wife is a, is a stud, by the way. She's she's she's, she's been through she has
3: she has been through a degree of mental anguish that.
2: Yeah, she went through paying taxes today, too, so uh, yeah. she, she's, she's in a not. whole different world of middle English today. go
3: there. I'll be bringing whiskey out in a minute. That, that was That's no fun.
2: All right, Coach, I hear you have a phenomenal love of flying. The rumor on the street is, is that you are a super fan of flying in an airplane, so my question is, is, would you ever, what would I have to do to get you to skydive? One time.
4: There, there's nothing. There's not a chance. My baby brother did that, and I was there. There's no way in heck I'd ever do that. No way. Nothing. No No, no dollar figure.
2: $100 million, you wouldn't jump out of a plane? Not a chance.
4: Not a chance. <laughs> a not a chance. Sure.
2: A hundred million, you would, you would tell me to kick rocks?
4: There's no <laughs> chance. I don't care what number you go to. There's nothing <laughs> worth that. I pray every time we get on a plane, and I'm up all the time. I mean, I'm the guy that on the – on the pit, I'm praying. When we've smooth altitude, I'm praying. And on the way down, I'm praying. I am we're gonna we're gonna get there. I'm praying this through.
2: Hey, there's a there's a rumor, there's a rumor out there that uh your recruiting areas may have may be affected by your your ability that if you have to get on a plane or not to go see a kid, you may be a little tighter on your recruiting area.
3: There,
4: there's no doubt. I love these Texas because nobody wanted to recruit it, because there's nowhere to fly in there, and that was perfect for me. I would drive in there and drive to every town. I didn't need any of that. Google to show me where to go. I just knew by the stop signs and the red lights where to turn. I was golden. So, no, me and John Madden might have a lot in common.
3: Has it has it alleviated at all? Has it gone away at all? The fear of flying as you do it more?
4: No, not at all. Maybe the familiarity of just all the check ins and stuff. Obviously, when you're from Gilmer, Texas, you don't fly a whole lot as a youngster. Uh, and Charlie thought I was a pretty good recruiter at Texas, and he had personal jets, so. That was a little easier, just driving up, walking on a personal jet versus going through all the nonsense and you know flying commercial, but its still, I'm just as nervous, and uh I don't know why either i one, I'm probably a control freak, and I naturally just don't like heights uh just don't like it, never have, and you would think as many times as I fly now, and my children and my wife absolutely love it, and they have no fear whatsoever, but man. I can promise you, me and Mercy Me and uh, Toby uh, Mac and Lauren Daigle, we are going to be on My Christian. Uh, and that's it, Christian music the entire time. And uh, this is how I fight my battles. You name it, I am rolling to some good old Southern Christian music the entire time I'm up.
2: <laughs> Somebody told me that, and I was like, yeah. I don't know what it is. Sometimes coaches, there's a lot of coaches like that. Do you like the – so if you have to get on a small like when you were recruiting and you had to get on a small plane, that did that bother you more than the big planes?
4: Yes, for sure. There's no doubt that that really shakes me. I would never get on a helicopter. Kobe made that for darn sure. I'm never going to be. Oh,
2: that. I won't. I but. wouldn't do a helicopter for like when we, I I refuse like at a, as a point because this is the new you know not the new thing but been going on a while. Coaches helicopter and like I told last time you know last job I had running recruiting was with Matt Luke right. He's like, we should get a helicopter. I said, look. I said, you can fire me. I'm not doing the helicopter thing because I'm not going to be the guy that – I don't trust him. I, I don't mess with helicopters. I, I would rather – I would rather fly actually fly the plane than, than get yeah, on a helicopter. I
3: was in a helicopter last summer.
2: No, uh-uh. No chance. I don't mess uh, with helicopters.
3: I didn't, I, like I, didn't, it. I didn't really think I about it. I, but.
4: I wish I did. And, I mean, I remember – I was listening to a sermon Sunday. But today's about yesterday. And it was on uh, – what do you have issues with control wise? Like when do you think you're God, and I'm like this flying thing, man. That that sermon was—he was pounding me. Now he was pounding me because I know he was talking straight to me on that control thing. Yeah.
2: All right, Coach. Where, where was the last last place that you went on family vacation?
4: Last place on family vacation. Boy, that's a great question. When's the last time I went on a vacation? <laughs> Where'd I go, James? James. Oh, yeah. I did go see my kids in New York. I've got two kids. They live in Manhattan. My son coached for the Saints. So, the Saints are playing the Eagles on New Year. So, we went to Philadelphia. If you call that a vacation. I thought it was a vacation. <laughs> uh, uh, Horseshoe Bay up here, you know, between Austin yeah. and, and San Antonio. We went there during July 4th. I would never – if I got to fly, I just want to drive. Like, listen, there's so many beautiful places in Texas, man. We got to go see all these places. That's a vacation
3: to me. That's a hell of a drive from San Antonio to Manhattan now.
4: But that flight – I hated that flight. It was it – was, I, that was rough.
3: Have you I ever had a that. flight that you enjoyed?
4: All the ones that land, they're great. And I'll say that. But, uh, no, sir, I don't – I will say occasionally you'll go up in one. There's not like – if there's just a little bit of turbulent air a little bit uh that freaks me out i want one that like literally there's nothing like not even one and i hate it when they tell you put your seatbelt on there might be turbulent air coming up (laughs) now i'm just really praying i'm i'm I'm, i've had down just praying so hard and then it never happens i might thank the lord
3: well, I now know that if I ever hear Jeff Trailer's name connected to one of those Pac-12 jobs or something, I'm like, uh, yeah, he's not doing he's not that. Doing where he's got to fly over the Rocky Mountains all the time. It's, that's not happening.
4: Yeah. I, I got a good buddy when I was considering uh, a job here recently, and he said to me, Jeff, a long time ago, you told me if you got to fly to recruit, you're not taking that job. If you take that one, well, you are got to fly to recruit. And I literally said to myself, that's it. That's a deal breaker right now. <laughs> that's
3: great. I so respect the honesty of this.
2: I can't wait. It's going to happen. His name's going to come up with jobs. Hey, like uh, Washington. Washington. Nope, it's not happening, guys. You're wasting your
4: time. So many flights. Just do this. You can put a radius on whatever job they're talking about. Draw a three-hour circle around it. If I cannot fill my roster up in that three hours, (laughs) I'm not going.
2: So, great. You're going to Florida's open. Anywhere in Florida, anywhere in the southeast (laughs) is good. Florida, Texas, you can kind of stop there, and and that's it. That's it. So
4: where's he going? San Antonio, I can get to Houston. I can get to Dallas. I can get to East Texas. I can get to Austin. I can get all of them. I mean, I'm going right
3: here. I'm curious to kind of get back to something with some of the big power five schools in your state, Texas, Texas, A&M, as involved in the portal as they are, and that opening up some spots, has it allowed you to recruit at a higher high school level at UTSA than maybe you could have if they were completely dialed in to to high school recruiting?
4: There's no doubt, and that, and that we've we've cashed in on that. We've literally, we have a power five model here. If they're not power five, we don't recruit them. So if we don't think they could play at a power five school. I don't want them on my roster, and uh, that's obviously changed in the last two years. When we first got here, we couldn't we could not be that way. We were just hoping somebody would want to come play for us. But now that so many kids are getting overlooked in our state, uh, we with measurables. If they got power. They got length. And they just show a little bit of video and I know somebody in that school that that speaks on their name, I'm taking them.
2: That's the thing I've noticed, you know, I told you before, but, Coach, i noticed probably ever since the portal's been going crazy, there are kids that, you know, when I was at Ole Miss or Alabama, I'd be recruiting, and I want that kid on my team. Well, now you look at them, the kids are going uh, group of five, FCS or whatever, the same kid, and you're just, you know, now it's the the level of school is they're able to bump up their recruiting because of that because, like I said, there's less and less kids being signed out of high school we've had and some.
4: We battle- go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Jeff. We battle, you know, we're going to go toe-to-toe with Arizona State, Colorado, Nebraska, <laughs> those teams up north that people would think UTSA might not could, you know, out-recruit for no other reason than if they get up there. You know, you know, how those guys are great recruiters too. They don't bring them up there when it's freezing cold and snow. They bring them on the most pretty day there is up there. And when those dudes from Texas get up there and go, good gosh and might I got to wear a coat two-thirds of the year. They want to come back home we've got enough of a relationship with them when they get back in the portal we can get them back down here we've had a lot of success we're just going to recruit power five and uh and we'll, we'll we'll suffer and where we miss we'll get in the portal and try to clean up our mistake
3: in an ideal world how much of your roster is from the portal how much of your roster is homegrown if you will
4: it's a great question when i was with charlie that's where i thought we, we messed up charlie was such an, a good human and he really thought Texas was going to give him five years. And he's, he did it the old-fashioned way where we recruited young, and we were going to get the roster turned over, you know, slowly and play those kids when they got older. And I remember telling him, I said, Coach, this fan base is not going to give us five years. We, we got to get this thing done quicker than that. And so Charlie got fired in three. Chad got fired in two at Arkansas. So note to self, right? I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have a blended roster. I'm going to have, you know, probably four or five transfer portals, probably six or seven JUCO probably 12 to 14 high school kids. And i stuck to that just about every year we've been here.
3: If Morris had had more time at Arkansas, could he have gotten that done?
4: Uh, I know we let them some good players. Sam's did a fantastic job. And, uh, you know, I know uh, Hunter check did what he thought was best for that fan base. And, uh, you know, anybody, I wish they had a little more time. But I understand you got to win this business. Nobody Nobody cares anymore. You got to find a way to win
2: now you you like, that's right up your alley right there, isn't it?
3: It's a scoreboard business. That's what I always tell people. It's a scoreboard business. and
4: Here's the truth. In the old days, if you're a good fella, you treated people good, you were honest, you talked to the media, you did all the good things right, you probably got an extra year. Uh, the reason I'm good to people because the Lord commands me to be. You're not getting any extra time anymore being a good human. Doesn't matter how bad of a human you are, you win, you're staying. do not matter how good of a human you are, you lose, you're out. And that's the way of the new world, like it or not. just just know there's going to be a day where you're going to pass on and you're going to get judged and you better win that day. I can promise you that.
2: Yes, you should. That's the that's the one game you you need to you need to win. All right, coach, speed round. I'll get you out of here, man. I appreciate the hell out of your time. All right, so I'm going to give you quick quick questions, quick answer speed round. You ready?
4: There's nothing quick about Jeff Truders, so this is going to be <laughs> trouble.
2: <laughs> Longest bus ride to a game. Abilene. How far is that?
4: Oh, we were on there for oh man it seemed like six hours i'd say probably five six hours oh,
2: that's not terrible favorite sport besides football
4: basketball no yeah no, we not can't.
2: he can't answer that when i left that one i pray is
3: basketball your favorite sport
4: it always was if, if, if i had not been in texas i probably would be a head basketball coach to this day the only way you're going to be in control is you can tell i'm a control freak you got to be the football coach in texas i should if I had been raised in Indiana or Kentucky, I'd probably be uh, chasing basketball games right now.
3: What was your style of basketball coaching? If you're, if you're, if you're a college basketball coach, are you an up-down, quick?
4: No doubt. Anytime my team passed the ball more than once, that was one too many times. If you're open, <laughs> shoot that route. If you can't shoot, you're not going to play for me. So shoot it. The more time you pass it, the better chance you had to turn it over. Let's get a shot up.
3: So you're Mike, Mike D'Antoni.
4: We worked defense about 10% of the time. We played a 1-3-1 trapping zone, and we worked offense 90% of the time. If you looked at my high school football teams the first seven years, we were about the same darn way. We couldn't stop anybody. We outscored everybody. Now, the last eight years of my high school career, and now I realize you got to tackle somebody and play great defense you're not going to win championships.
2: That's good. I like that. I, I, we ran a 1-3-1 half-court trap as our base defense in high school.
4: Yep, I did. Too. And then
2: offense off like our entire fast break was our I mean, that's I could I could have played for him. Yep, I was the point if you couldn't it. if you can't tell I was I was the one guy out there. All right, how many cups of coffee a day, coach?
4: Oh man, my secretary's right beside me. James can probably tell y'all. I come in with two, he gives me one about lunch, three. I'm I'm four a day easily.
2: Four a day. I'm one. Where are you? Two to three. Two to three. Mm-hmm.
4: When I go downstairs and my trainer checks my blood pressure, <laughs> I go back down to one or two. But I, and it's crazy. When I go to one or two, my blood pressure goes down to 120 already. But when I'm four a day, it's high. And it's crazy how that caffeine can't do that to you.
3: So on game day, does your blood pressure go up because you're all geeked up? Or do you get in some kind of almost a zone where it, where it gets really calm?
4: I've worked really hard to change my sideline behavior where I do look like I'm under control but there is no part of that under control. My blood pressure is through the roof on game day, no doubt.
2: I would kind of like to if – so, if if you can find a coach whose blood pressure goes down on game day, I'd like to meet that guy.
3: Well, there's different guys who disguise it better than others because there are some guys that – I agree. I think if you were to watch my
4: sideline demeanor, you'd be shocked. Uh, I re- but i worked hard at that. I was a big John Wooden disciple, and I remember John talking about the coaches that screened the most on the sideline did the least during practice. And that always really bothered me because I did the most coaching during the game and I would watch myself and I would say, well, what am I doing wrong? And I really tried to be that guy Like you visualize my energy at practice. Then when you come to my game, I want me to look like the most relaxed person in the world. So my kids feel that. So I've, I've worked hard at that.
2: Yeah. My, yeah, I, I couldn't, I tried to, I'm the same way. I try to, cause I always said, I coach you very on, you know, Sunday through f- Friday. I I'm I'm on your ass. I I'm-, I'm coaching hard. S- Saturday I'm your fan. I'm a fan. I'm going to coach well, you but but you know I you're, agree. you're you got to you got to do your coaching then because if it, it's too late if it's on Saturday, boss. Yeah,
3: I mean you can make a little a little correction or something here and there, but I mean, Yeah, that's not Right, yeah. right, but you're not you're not you're not explaining to somebody.
2: I'm a receivers guy. Coach, coach, receivers too. I'm a receivers guy. You didn't go. Hey, look. This is how you. This is how you sink your hips in and out of a route on Saturday on the sidelines. <laughs> too late. <laughs> too late. Yeah. Too late.
4: They're not hearing a word you're saying anyway. Right. You're just hollering to be hollering.
2: Yep. I've I've had to go that go that route myself. All right, coach. Last honeydew you did around the house.
4: Ooh, Lord have mercy. My son got married this weekend, so there's about 10 million honeydews. All. Uh, Heck, it's it's always my shoes. I'm the worst at leaving stuff out. I don't know if that's a honeydew. I mean, that's probably just expected in a normal culture, but she's on my tail all the time about leaving something out. She wants stuff. She's compulsive now. She, she That house is going to be spotless at all times, and I'm I'm not a willing participant. So I, that cleaning up after myself, I'm terrible.
3: I get yelled at about the shoes, too. Apparently that's my habit. Is I'll just it leave maybe a, a man thing because I, I le- yell at it too. I leave a pair of shoes. <laughs> well, if we're gonna
4: wear them tomorrow. Why we gotta move them? Why can't they just stay right there?
3: Well, and then if, if don't tell me to move them, and then I found out you moved them, and now I can't find them. Oh, we call that hide and go seek around yeah. my house.
4: Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I the mean, other thing I'm is, just like, tell
3: me, tell me, hey, you left your shoes in the wrong place, and
2: I'll come.
4: Well, it's a trick. It's a back. trick,
2: right? Because they tell you to take them off when you come in the house, right? But then they want you to put them up in the farthest room away from the way you take them off. All right, so that's where I I fail. Why would I go? I'm going to put them on when I go back out the door, so why would I travel all the way across the house to put them in some closet? That's I don't know. It is what it is. All right, Coach, last question, because you've been very, very generous with your time. This is a very important question. Are we alone in the universe?
4: (laughs) Big place, man. It's a big place. (laughs) I don't even go there. You know, I just don't. My mind is too simple, so. I don't know what's going on. With all these people showing these pictures of things up in the air. Probably something out there. I don't know. But I can't prove it, so I don't want to be one of those conspiracy theorists. But I'm not going to go there, man. I'm too simple of a creature. I'm just going to try to get home to my my lovely wife tonight.
2: <laughs> I love it, Coach. Man, I appreciate the hell out of your time, man. I uh, I'm excited about uh, what y'all got going. Got a squad coming back, so I know uh, I know you got high expectations for this year. Um, I know you're ready to go and. And I'm um, looking forward to seeing you guys. And just for the uh, – since I'm out of coaching now, I can also tell you this is on behalf of all degenerates like me, we're very thankful because y'all covered a very high rate over there at UTSA. So, you're keeping you keeping the general public happy too. But you can't comment on that, so don't.
4: <laughs> well, also, I want to speak to you about your buddy, Zach Brown. He's he's a savant in this business. And uh, as good a human, as good a coach I've ever come across. And I know I shouldn't say that because somebody tried to hire him from me. But uh, you, got a, you got a real – Heck of a buddy there, and a heck of a ball coach as well. Yeah he
2: he is he was a guy that so Zach was here with us uh, at Ole Mess when I came back the second time. He was here, he was already here. You know when you I've, I've told you this is when you get around young coaches and you and they got it. You just know. You know what I'm saying? Like when he extremely smart, well thought out, thinks thinks three times before he says it. You know he doesn't just because young guys a lot of times will try to talk their way into being smart. He does he 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 listens and. He's very articulate and takes his time. He's he's good, man. He's got a he's got an extremely bright future in the business.
4: I agree. Every day I get to Coach Williams a blessing.
2: Well, coach, I appreciate the hell, you brother. And uh if you ever need anything, let us know.
4: Appreciate y'all as well. God bless. Burnt right. up.
2: There we go.
3: That's uh Jeff Trailer, the uh, UTSA head coach. Give us a bunch of his time here today. Um I'm going to I'm gonna try something. All right. I got just a a suspicion on something. We'll see if I'm right. Okay. I like when
2: you have suspicions.
3: Nope. I was wrong.
2: All right. Go back to our split screen. I like the split screen anyway. Okay. I like that view better. Yeah. I like this one. You like the other one better?
3: I don't really have a preference.
2: Dude, he, let me tell you something, that, so, um, that is as good of a dude as there is in the business, and I'm glad we were very fortunate to get him on, and I didn't want to embarrass him in front of everybody, but he is going to be, continue to be, an extremely hot name in coaching um, as these searches go on, when I mean, a guy does nothing but win, and mm-hmm. I mean, you heard him say it there, it's like, you know, they got to win now, and, and, and that's how the business is, and. He is going to be. We're very, it's kind of cool. We got him, we got Summerall, we got Kane, Womack all on the podcast in the last couple, you know, couple weeks, whatever it is. All three of those guys you're going to see blow up in the next, uh, probably this next cycle, I imagine. I guarantee you one of them will not be at their, and it won't be because they, they don't win. One of the, at least one of those guys will not be at that same school next year.
3: Yeah. I think that's more than safe.
2: I mean, the guys won 23 games in two years. And, actually, they lost to Troy, which he was talking about, in the bowl game. But, dude, they're good. He's got his quarterback back. They got nine dudes back on dude, That
3: Troy-UTSA game was a hell of a game.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, it was freaking – it was a defensive – I mean, they were just – defense was showing up on both sides of that day. But I just uh, – yeah, Killer Cam says, next coach at Texas, write it down. I, I can't – I can't argue with that. I guarantee you if it opens up, he's going to get talked to.
3: Yeah, I would be – I would be surprised if – really surprised if in two years he, John, and Kane are all in the same – where they are now. I'd be surprised if even one of them is in the same place. Yeah.
2: They do it right. Um, They got a great staff, great people, great town, great recruiting area. But you kind of see – I'm glad we got getting these coaches on. You kind of see a little bit about who they are, and you want to know why they're – You want everybody goes, "Why why don't their guys transfer? There you go. That answers the question because they're playing for that guy. They got a culture in the in the building. The guy that cares about his players and staff, and just just good dude, man. So
3: we're brought to you by Walk On Sports Bistro, where they put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. to dig into their mouth-watering made from scratch Louisiana cuisine, like po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of seventy plus TVs, forty plus ice cold beers on tap. Check them out in uh, Ridgeland or Oxford today. We're also brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh different names, same great products and services. Uh if you live in Oxford, Tupelo or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the uh, surrounding area, call Southern 662 429 4429 Uh Doors Rule says we should get uh Coach Tyler from Oxford on one of these shows. I- I'd be all for that. I'm a I'm a I'm a big uh, Drew Tyler fan for um, my my son did not play for him he tried out for his team um the way that was handled was uh made me a fan for life he did coaches he did teach his driver's ed class coach tyler did no seriously the way that the way if, that,
2: he, if he taught my kids in driver's ed he'd quit
3: <laughs> uh, he'd break them <laughs> Break him. He's, I don't know, man. He's good. I don't know he's if he's good. I don't know if he I don't know if he's that good. Is there a harder job? Can you imagine a more stressful hard where you just have to be cool than being <laughs> Dude, a driver's ed teacher? That would be the
2: worst. I, I yell at my I yell all the time. I couldn't do that. <laughs> that would be that would be comedy as to putting a camera up while, with me teaching driver's ed. That would be comedy. Uh, all right. Before we get out of here, um I wanna talk real quickly about uh new recruiting rules. Okay. that are going in place. And, and uh, I did listen to your show a little bit this morning. I know y'all talked about some baseball stuff, but I want to talk about some football stuff that's it's out there, man. So going in July 1st, two big, really big adjustments. There's a third one we can talk about later, but the two biggest one is now there is going to be an unlimited amount of official visits that a prospect can go on. Okay, Previously it was five. Each kid going on five official visits. That's where the school pays for you and two other, you know, your family to come in for the weekend, whatever, right? All expense paid. They have moved that to unlimited, all right, which is good. I mean, it's good for the kids, one-time experience and all that stuff, but this is going to create not with everybody, but there's going to be a shit show that comes up about this because there is a problem that the schools, they only have 56, okay? So at Alabama, Ole Miss, or where oh, South Alabama, Troy, it doesn't matter, They only have 56 visits that they can pay for,
3: all right? And that includes portal visits, right?
2: There you go, okay? So before the portal came in place, I never got to 56, ever. I mean, I may get to in the 40s somewhere, and there was a rule that you could bank eight, okay? So you could go from 56 to 65 the next year, but you never used them. I just stayed on bank. I would always use in the 40s. Well, now you've added the portal. So when you bring in a kid on the portal, that counts as one of your, your deals, right? So now this past year, before this rule even took place, this past year, you saw a lot of teams getting in that bank. They were already they're using all their visits. I can't tell you how many schools I talked to that they were out of visits. Well, now you're adding this element into it that a kids can take unlimited visits. And this is what's going to happen. It doesn't go into effect on July the 1st, okay? okay. What will happen is this. Is let's say Neil McCready, you're a top 100 player. Yeah. Let's say you're the best. I was what, close. What position you want to play?
3: Oh hell, let's make me a quarterback. All right. You're this. the best
2: quarterback in America. Oh hell yeah. All right.
3: I was so close, man.
2: You were so close. You could go on five official visits when they start here just shortly, and you can burn all those up. And then July 1st comes around; it's unlimited. There's nothing stopping you from going. Man, where's college game to this week? They're at Michigan, Ohio State. I want to go to that game. Hey, where's college game today? Oh, they're at. LSU, Texas A&M, I want to go to that game. And you call up these schools and go on an official visit. Now, as the school end of it, they're not going to say no. They got the best player in America coming. Right. They got a chance. And so you're going to get the, their visits are going to be ate
3: up with that. Does that make sense? It does. I do kind of question how many kids, and maybe I'm wrong. Well, I can tell you. I know what you're about to ask because most kids now don't even take all five. Most don't. And this and so is our problem. I, and so I really question whether there's a lot of kids out there that are, that, that can that – because can, you got to be good enough to dictate this, right?
2: Yes. You're I probably mean, talking about of the top – let's call it the top 100 players. Right. There's probably going to be 15 to 20 that, that abuse this. And you say, like, and originally you're, you're going, and this is where the problem comes in, is that's no big deal, right? That's what they're thinking. I get it. But it's the same schools. So if you're a, like basically any SEC school besides Vanderbilt, you're Clemson, you're Ohio State, USC, or whatever. Those 20 kids are going to go on 20 official visits and start taking away from your elite deals. The group of five schools won't have won't notice a difference, right? Won't oh, notice a difference. No, you're at
3: all. right. SEC schools. This is going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge for elite programs and elite leagues. And you know, maybe you're like Ole Miss last year was off to that you know hot start, and Alabama comes in. Right? Oh yeah, you're you're, booked. you're you're eight and one, and all of a sudden. I mean, I don't think this is a stretch. Eight, nine, ten national kids go, Hey, I want to take my official visit this weekend. I wanna come and you have to that's where you gotta have the guy in the room that goes, Hey, we're not getting that kid. We've been on this That's the hard part, right? We're not getting this kid. So when we take him, we're 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 burning a we're burning a visit that we might end up needing in the portal or later in the recruiting cycle, we need to just go, hey. It's going to take somebody that has
2: – you're probably going to be the head coach most places, all right? Now, if I was here with Matt or I was at Alabama, I'd go say, hey, coach, look, this is the deal. We're not getting this guy or whatever it is. We don't need to bring this guy in. But coaches are going to push, especially the guys recruiting them because they want a chance to sign another one player in the country because it helps them in their career, right? Sure. But it's not – it's uh, – grind says, what's the drawback? There's none for the kids. It's great for the kids, Okay. If a kid wanted to, hell, he could go on literally a vacation every single weekend for two months. But
3: here's the thing, and, I, and again, I think I'm right on this. And if I end up being wrong, I'll, I'll eat crow. My experience with the kids is, especially kids now, they, they take a couple visits, three visits, and they're tired of it. Most are. I agree with you. Yeah, and they, they just go, because here's the thing, and I'll be quick. There's a kid put out today a top eight. Congratulations. You're not considering eight schools. It's no. not possible. No. It's not possible. Now, you can make that list, and, it may, and, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm pro kid. So you yeah. want to put out a graphic, and you can get somebody to put the graphic out, and you can get all these different guys that cover recruiting to write a story because I guarantee you that kid I could go to on three and 247 and several rival sites today, not ours. I'm not doing it. Because it's dumb it's disingenuous and it's silly but there will be people so and so put out a list of top eight let's break them down here's the (laughs) fit at all eight schools all right so included in that slow news day you never did what the nil number would be you never did anything that's real and he's not really considering eight schools if i were to get that same kid and i said to him hey johnny seriously what two schools are you thinking about? Yeah. Truth serum, honest, off the record, he'd go this one and this one. You, you can do, get
2: them, but I would say you can get them down early in the process. I used the official visit part in December because I hated, I hated any visit that did not take place. Like, I hate them during the season because you don't get to spend time with the kids because you're coaching your own kids. Yeah. So, I would always tell our coaches, like, look, if we can't get them, if you call the kid and say, hey, I need you to come on December the 6th, He's like, well, no, you know, I got I'm going to this school that day. If you cannot get one of those three visit dates before signing day, guess what? He's not like, coming. You're not getting him, so stop practicing recruiting. That was my I didn't want to practice recruiting. But anyway, uh the 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 answer to your question, Grind. The drawbacks not with the kids. It's just gonna be the elite programs. And I'm talking about, you know, and, and this whole league's full of them. All right, and and your USCs, your Oregons, Oregon's probably gonna be a big one. Oregon, your tech, your Texas, Big Twelves and all that stuff, your power five conferences for the most part are going to have to do an unbelievable job managing um, who they allow to come in and who they don't. Yeah, for sure. All right, and here's the big one. January 1st. Okay, so they have come in and said they are doing a – they're really changing the whole calendar, okay? So January the 1st of their junior year, okay? So in the past, the bump rule, right, we've talked about, this is actually a decent – I understand what they're doing here. They can't control the bump rule anymore, All right, ask me how I know. Okay, they can't control the bump rule because this is what would be happening. I didn't do it. I'm just telling you this, what would happen. In January, I go by a school and then there may be an upcoming junior that's that's in a closed room somewhere talking to a coach. That's the bump rule. It's illegal, right? So they have now made that a contact period. So you can, it has to be take place on the campus, but you can have three contacts with a prospect during their spring of their junior year. So, you can have two during January and one in the spring. So, that means I can go to a school and sit down and talk with the kid. You can also take the head coach by. The head coach can have one contact. Now, here's the problem if you're at a school and your head coach doesn't like to recruit high school kids, he's going to have to be really busy in January, and you're going to be really good at your logistics to get him all around this country seeing the right juniors because your list is not shrunk like it is in December. Right. Your list is at 200, 300 kids, who do you choose to go see with your head coach? Because they can only be in one place at one time. And if your head coach doesn't go see that guy, now you've lost ground in recruiting. Does that make sense? It's going to be a nightmare, that part. And then in the spring, they adjusted the day. So it used to be 168 days, which has actually started Saturday. It's down to 140 starting next year. And it's contact. So I could go to a school in the spring, and I could sit down with little Johnny and his mom and dad or all that stuff in the school and do a whole presentation. Which is good. I mean, I think it's great for the colleges to be like able to do that. It's bad for high schools again because the days of going, hey, I'm going today, I'm going to go watch Neil McCready practice and may go by the school and see this kid I really want. But while I'm there, I'm going to go by high school A, B, C, and D, check on the coach, check on some kids. Those days are gone because you're going to be spending your time like really recruiting. Right. And so you're going to see less and less of high school coaches in schools that really don't have elite players. Does that make sense? It does. So – that's all I got today, boss. All right.
3: Uh again our thanks to uh Jeff Trailer for his time Stud. on the show. Long time on the show today. Thanks to James for helping us get it all done. Alex, the people there. We should have got him. them on. <laughs> <laughs> should just had them all on. <laughs> Something tells me James wasn't gonna say much. Um He was stressed. He was a little stressed. I get it. I wonder what his blood pressure was. Look, technology, man, can really mess you up. It it 'cause it it feels hopeless. Yeah,
2: he was he did not uh when uh Coach Trader was like, We got him on you. That's when it started, man. You starts start sitting the, the sweat beads.
3: And I don't know what happened. He he muted something and couldn't figure out what he says the first time. Yeah. New computer. Anyway, it happens. All right. We'll uh back Thursday, is that right? Draft. Yeah. Thursday. Yeah, we'll we'll talk uh NFL draft on Thursday. So uh for Tyler I'm Neil, don't forget we're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel. Um 300 milligrams natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Until Thursday, take care.